2: Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next? Will last forever. The Stanley Cup final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday.
0: Alongside Tanner Hendrickson and Grant Francis, I am Brandon Kylie. Fun game last night down in Atlanta as Jordan Walker made his return down to his hometown of Atlanta put on a show for his family and friends down there John Denton was in attendance to be able to watch that one John we appreciate the time as always man let's start there what'd you think of Jordan Walker putting on that show last night
2: yeah BK I'm a sucker for those uh you know dad uh, dad getting to watch his son do something special and you know his, his dad Derek was there his mother Katrina grandmother Normarine, was there uh, you know they had like 25 30 people Derek's phone died in the middle of the game because so many people in the stands texting him, people at home texting him after every every hit the Jordan got. Uh, you know, it, it was – man, That that's the way you come home. You know, a lot of times you see these homecomings, they go poorly because the kid is worried about tickets and he's worried about nerves and he's playing on the field that he wanted to play on when he was growing up. Jordan Walker came in here and, you know, his dad said – he said, man, I want to cut him open and see how he bleeds because that looks like he's cold as ice in, in his veins – uh, you know he comes back here and doubles in his first at bat, drives in a run. Then he hits the ball 413 feet for a home run, uh, has a single up the middle, three hit night. Uh, you know that's just it, it shows you the progress that this kid is making, and he he's going to be a star for the next 12 years in right field for the St. Louis Cardinals.
1: Well, John, you said that a star in right field for the Cardinals for the next handful of years. We were just talking about this at the start of our show. Do you think it's possible that the St. Louis Cardinals will explore contract extension talks with Jordan Walker this off season?
2: You know, you know the uh, Tanner, the the great teams have done that. I mean, you go all the way back to the Cleveland Indians back in the uh, what where, 97 wherever, whatever it was. They signed up all their young guys early. You know, they 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 spotted guys that they knew were going to be fixtures of the organization for a long time. Look at this Braves team. Alex Anthopoulos uh, with the Braves is a is a baseball genius. Uh, he's locked up Acuna. He's locked up Albies. He's locked up Austin Riley. Uh, you know all their key pieces are in place. It would make sense to do that. Now you know can you get a hometown discount? Can you you know a lot of times you give the kid the money, the security that that he doesn't have right now uh, in exchange for you know, maybe a smaller deal. Uh, I think it would be wise to do that with Jordan Walker. I think it would be wise to do that with Nolan Gorman. Uh, you know, the, this team knows that they have big needs to fill this offseason. They've got to work on their pitching staff first, their starting staff, and their relievers. And then after that, that's when you maybe look at trying to lock up some of these pieces because, you know, for the next 10, 12 years, I mean, I joked with Ali Marmont last night. You know, you can almost write it in pencil, Nolan Gorman, Lars Newtbar and Jordan Walker are going to be the heart of your lineup going forward for the next 10 years. Uh, you need to maybe look at, at locking those guys up now if you can.
0: So we mentioned earlier the comparisons are Corbin Carroll, he signed an eight-year deal worth $111 million whenever he was first brought up, and that was almost immediate. So that that wasn't even with a year of experience showing what he could do at the major league level. Julio Rodriguez is probably the better comparison. He got a seven-year deal worth $120 million. If I told you right now, John, that the Cardinals approach him with something around that seven to eight years and right around a hundred and twenty million dollars, you you know Jordan Walker and his family probably better than most. Do you think that is something just based on your conversations, your understanding of the family dynamic, do you think that's something that Walker would be open to?
2: Yeah, you know, this is a BK, this family is intelligent off the charts, you know, and they're they're not driven by money, but You know, uh, the the father went to MIT. The mother went to Harvard and Washington University. Uh, Jordan was on his way to Duke with a full scholarship. They value education, but when he got drafted by the Cardinals, they said, "Uh, this is a -a once-in-a-lifetime thing, so they went into baseball. If you put $120 million in front of them now, you know, I I think they would be wise to do that. I mean, injuries happen in, in this game. Things happen. Uh, I think they would be blown away by that. I think they would be interested in that. And you know, I, I've been I've been consistent on this, BK. I, I think all the way back to February, this kid is going to be the right fielder for the next ten, twelve years in St. Louis. He's going to be the center of this organization. He's going to be the player they build around. Put Nolan Gorman with him, and you know, that, and, and Lars Newbar, That's a that's a nice core going forward. And you know, I think the Cardinals would be wise to look to lock him up for long term.
1: John, you mentioned earlier Cardinals going to have to address pitching in the offseason, both with the starters and in the bullpen. A conversation we had yesterday, the way Zach Thompson has been pitching, do you, could you see a scenario in which the Cardinals say, let's go into next year with Thompson as a number 5, and then maybe that third starter that they add is a guy that's like a bounce-back candidate? PK likes Tyler Malley or Herman Marquez as that guy, potentially?
2: I thought BK like Rich Hill. Whoa, <laughs> whoa! Get out of
1: here,
0: John.
2: Joking. You know I
1: like upside.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I, I totally think uh I totally think that Zach could be that guy. You know, I mean his talent is undeniable. He he's a first round pick for a reason. Uh if you put all those guys into a hat, uh Libator, Dakota Hudson, Zach Thompson, Zach Thompson's the guy with the most with the best stuff, he's the guy with the most talent, he's the guy with the most upside. Uh, you know, of all the games he's watched of Adam Rain- Wainwright, he's watched twice as much uh, Clayton Kershaw film. He models his game after after Clayton Kershaw. He uses that three-pitch mix, fastball slider, uh, curveball, you know, big overhand curveball, just like Kershaw. Uh, you know, he he has the talent. He's, he can be that guy. I think he's got the mental makeup, too. I mean, we've seen some stuff from him lately. Two starts ago, he didn't have his best stuff, but he gritted his way through five innings and, and, and found a way to get through that lineup a second and third time. So he's a guy that, that they really like. They're very intrigued by. Uh, you know, it, it's been weird. He's He struggled as a starter in the minor leagues, but he's pitched well up here. He's throwing strikes. He, he's landing his off-speed pitches. Uh, yeah, I would say he's definitely a candidate. Uh, you know, going into the all season Having to sign two starting pitchers is a monumental task. You definitely don't want to sign three of them. So they need at least one person to emerge from that, from that trio. And I think Zach is the guy.
0: Our guest is John Denton here on 101 ESP, and you can find him on Twitter at John Denton555. He also had a story last night recapping everything that happened, the great story that was Jordan Walker and his family taking that all in uh, yesterday down in Atlanta. So find that on cardinals.com. Uh, John, I did want to ask you a little bit as a another player that's maybe finding a new role within the Cardinals. Man, Tommy Edmond looks incredible in center field like he yesterday. You heard it from both Ollie Marmel and Miles Michaelis after the game saying, hey, if that guy was a center fielder, he would be a gold glover out there. I looked up some of the numbers before the show today. It's like a plus five and outs above average in center field where he's played like 200 innings so far this year. John, do you think they could enter next year with Tommy Edmond as their starting center fielder?
2: You know, Brad, If he was if he was just adequate, you know, I think they may they may waver on that. But Tommy has been off the charts, and and Tommy even told me last week. He's like, yeah, I've kind of surprised myself that I'm <laughs> I, I've played as well out there as I have. But you know, go back to instincts. Go back to baseball IQ. There's nobody on this planet that you would want ahead of uh, Tommy Edmund in that case. I mean, he gets a good jump every time. He has closing speed. He never takes a misstep. He's so intelligent. Uh, you know, he's just one of those guys. It doesn't matter where you put him; he's going to be a gold glove. He could be a gold glove shortstop. He could be a gold glove center fielder. He's already been a gold glove second baseman. His intelligence is off the smart, off the charts. His smarts are off the charts. Uh, you know, I really think he could be their center fielder going forward. Like I said, if he was just adequate, maybe they think about moving him back to shortstop. But he's been unreal in center field. He's made every catch. Whether it's going back or coming forward, uh, you know, Miles, he probably kept Miles Michaelis in that game last night. He probably saved four or five runs for Miles Michaelis last night. So, I think he's absolutely opened their eyes to the to the thought of, of being their center fielder going forward.
1: Well, John, another outfielder for the Cardinals, Tyler O'Neill. He they didn't trade him at the deadline. It kind of felt one of those where it was, "Hey, we're keeping him here this year so we can." Kind of run him out as like a trial run again, so we can try and recoup some value for him to potentially move him in the off season. It, what is the plan if there is not a suitor for him in the off season again? Is he someone that could become a non tender candidate for the St. Louis Cardinals?
2: Uh, tender, I would say there's a zero point zero zero percent chance of, of him being a non tender. One, he's a Scott Boris client, and you don't ever want to get on Scott Boris' wrong side because of the stable of talent that he has and the, the power he has in the game. And two, if they did that, there would be 29 other teams ready to offer Tyler O'Neill. Tyler O'Neill has the potential that, that everybody loves. I mean, he has the rare combination of speed and power and defense, and he's won two-goal gloves. And, you know, everybody is drunk on... The thought of man what can this guy be if he's healthy you know the Cardinals have lived that life for for several years years now and you know they're, they're just not they're not going to not tender him uh, i I think they want Tyler O'Neill to be their left fielder going forward they you know they want to be able to depend on him um, and he he's, he's, he's got to show that he can be healthy the rest of the season um, but then again on on the flip side they know they need pitching um, if they can if they can get another team interested in Tyler. That would bring back starting pitching. I think they would do that in a heartbeat. But if they can't, they want him to be their left fielder because he plays a better left field than just about anybody in baseball. And you know, one of these days he's going to be healthy again, and he's going to hit 34 home runs like he did in, in 2021.
0: I can't wait for him to do that for the Royals. They, they can't do that, John. <laughs> they, they 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 cannot do that again next year. We we can't live this yeah. life of Tyler O'Neill going to play whenever he feels comfortable enough to play, yeah. and he's going to ollie before the game. He's like, hey, might. My knee just, you know, the, the surface isn't right for me. I, I understand that the talent is there. I was the guy that after his big season in 2021 said, hey, they should lock this guy up to a contract extension because imagine what he'll get if he continues playing this way. I, I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> I, I can't do that again next year. Not not with this team and with the stable of uh, position players that they have ready for them.
2: I, I get it. I get it, BK. I mean, last night when, when Tyler belly flopped into second, oh. it was two basically dug into the mud, his left arm got bent up under him. And my first thought was, oh, my goodness, he's hurt, you know, because, <laughs> you know, it, you, you wondered. I mean, first off, it was nasty, and Tyler was Tyler was mad after the game because the field was, like, so watered down that it was mud out there. Of
0: course uh, but
2: but I, I, I get it. You know, he, he's got to stay healthy. He's got to prove that he can stay healthy. And, you know, like I said, if they can flip him for pitching, they, I think they'll do that in a heartbeat. But if they can't, they're not just going to give him away for nothing Interesting.
0: Hey, John, we appreciate the time as always, man. You have great insight on this team. It was a great piece earlier today over at cardinals.com on Jordan Walker and his family affair that he had down there. Uh, just a show that he was able to put on. So we look forward to talking with you again soon. Enjoy your time down there watching the best team in baseball, my friend.
2: Sounds great. Take care guys. Thanks. Got
0: it. That's John Denton joining us. He, as he does regularly here on BK and Ferrario.